Ben Jenkins, and you're listening to Mentel, a podcast helping to smash the notion that men need to keep their thoughts and feelings under wraps. We're all about talking men's mental health and mental fitness here, and hearing from those who've experienced their own challenges, and from those who aim to help stem the tide of declining mental health in men. In this episode, we're focusing on parenting. As a relatively new father myself, I know how quickly the shifts come when you become a dad. And it can be all too easy to forget about your own mental health when they do. Being a dad can also quickly expose the things you need to work on for yourself. And if you don't acknowledge and work on those, it can impact your little ones too. So let's pick up the conversation. It's very interesting that the parenting skills that are included in these programs were originally designed for children with quite severe behavior problems, but they apply and they work equally well with children who are actually quite healthy. Recent research by the Movember organization showed that many men experience anxiety around being a good father. The inner dialogue of, am I doing this right? Has come up for me for sure. And my son has only just turned one. Dads with kids a bit older are also navigating tantrums and behaviors they can't explain in and out of the home. And that can bring a great deal of anxiety with it. So Movember adapted a program developed by Professor Mark Dads at the University of Sydney to help. And with a name like Dads, the professor is certainly the best man for the job. Family Man is the world's first online parenting program aimed at teaching dads how to improve their child's behavior. So let's bring in the professor to find out more. Professor, welcome to the Mentel podcast. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. Now, some of our listeners may be thinking we've taken a little left turn to talk about parenting, but as a father of a one-year-old boy myself, I know how big a transition becoming a father is, and as an incredible rite of passage for a man, I also know just how important it is to be conscious of that transition. The Family Man course is there to assist with kids in between the ages of two and eight, not really from birth, but, but if you're not conscious of your transition into parenthood early on and, and you move into it unchecked, I, I think it can, it can hit you pretty hard uh, spiritually and, and psychologically pretty quickly. So with the support of Movember, you've uh, created an amazing resource for fathers. I've gone through it there. and It's just got some great, some great information and, and, you know, sort of real-time learnings. It feels like it's there to sort of, you know, catch those that are a little bit overwhelmed by, by their little one's behaviour. Can you set us up with a bit of an overview of the program and, and what you're hoping to achieve with it? Yeah, yeah. So child behaviour is just one of those things that can be an absolute pleasure or it can be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. And for anybody that's struggling with a child that's, you know, got serious behaviour problems or even just, you know, mild behaviour problems will will know that it can make daily life a little bit like hell, you know, yeah. when family meals become a war zone, getting ready for school is like a battle. Mm. Uh, it, it really makes daily life quite unpleasant. And for many decades now, I've been working with kids who have got behaviour problems to help the parents to empower them with the skills necessary to, uh, you know, overcome those problems, get the kids yeah. back happy, get the parenting relationship happy again and so on. And Australia has a really strong record of, of developing evidence-based programs for helping with managing child behaviour problems. But most of them, you know, as is the case with parenting, have been pretty much geared at mums. Yeah. It doesn't mean they don't, the fathers can't get help from them, but 
you know, they they were pretty much part of mum's repertoire. None of them were designed for fathers uh, in particular, and very few of them were available online. So Movember has really foot the bill here of taking a long-standing evidence-based program for parents and giving it a few tweaks so that it's really very engaging and welcoming for fathers yeah. and, and putting it up in an interactive website online so people can do it in their own time and their own fun. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's so true like that. The, so the online side of things, it seems to be uh, quite beneficial because uh, we all know that blokes have a you know, really hard time talking about their problems or even admitting that they're you know, not doing things so well. And as I was reading about some previous research con- conducted by Movember showing that nearly 50% of blokes felt anxious about being a good father, yet only a really small number of parents seeking help are actually men. And it's no secret that you know, there's new pressures on, on men and dads today. And those old archetypes still seem to be holding us back a little bit when it comes to sort of putting up our hand for you know, uh, seeking some, some help with, uh, with their mental health and mental fitness. So how do you think your family man can really help to shift that? Dealing with kids, the, the day-to-day business of how children regulate their behaviour, how they regulate their emotions how they regulate their relationship with their siblings and with you and so on. Yeah. It's really critical part of child development. And if you've got kids that are screaming and tantruming and and aggressive and refusing to do what they're told and so on, it's so stressful. It's Mm. exhausting. And, you know, blokes, you know, like women too, but blokes are, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, like to be able to fix things. Yeah. If you're just having the same battles every day, it's exhausting and it runs you down and it really starts to harm the relationship you have with your kids. So we designed this program to get the best possible advice for how to manage these common scenarios, like taking the kids shopping, you know, when they fight and all that sort of thing. And, and upskilling uh, parents so that they know what to do with these problems in a way that sees them start to decrease down to a manageable level. Yeah, I mean, I can totally resonate with with that in in a way. Um, like I said, I've got I've got a one year old, so the the tantrums in the supermarket haven't really happened yet. But you know, we're, we're just starting to experience some now. Actually, only really even in the, in the last few weeks, which is which is interesting. But I know from experience, it can be difficult. Uh, with you and your partner trying to get on the same page you know it's and you know that really has happened in the main for us sort of in the middle of the night you know if 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 he was upset and you're both up and you're really tired you kind of don't really have the 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 mental wherewithal to sort of get yourselves on the same page when you've got a screaming kid there so it really can be just super stressful and and, and it's you know it's it's uh it, it can put you on really put you on on different pages yeah well, you've raised a really important point there, and that is that very often we're parenting as part of a team. Mm. And, and, you know, if you've got a child whose behaviour's out of control, it very, very quickly reveals the cracks in the team. Yeah. You know, and if one person is favouring being a little bit softer on it, the other one's being a bit tougher then you, you tend to push each other to extremes, you know, because if you go, oh, gee, you're being too soft here, then that makes you want to toughen up 
which makes your partner go, oh, gee, I need to soften up to balance you. Yeah. And so you can you can very easily find yourself where the, the parenting team is starting to fall apart. And many of the families we see, uh, by the time they come to see us, they've stopped working together as a team. They're at loggerheads. They're not dating anymore, having much fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's another another thing that really resonates with me. You know, when you are having these these situations and you are having the tantrums or things are getting tough no, no matter what it is, you really start to then just focus on, on that and you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, you go to work and then you're like, crikey, what's going to happen tonight? You know, what, where are we going to be at tonight? We've got to go to the exactly. supermarket. What's going to happen there? So you, 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 you just, you're not really ending up having any fun, like you're saying, and dating and doing anything like that. It just becomes the central focus of your life is how are we going to deal with the kids today? Exactly. Historically, with families that we were seeing face-to-face, by the time of them, a lot of them had come in, the fathers were not looking forward to coming home. Mm. And a lot of them were saying, you know, to me privately, look, you know, I'd rather stay at work than come home to a house where yeah. the kids are screaming, my wife's stressed out of her brain. And so, of course, the more the bloke does that, then the more the woman is, is left to her own devices and she feels more and more unsupported and stressed. So you can get yourself into a vicious uh, circle like that. But, you know, we hope with with a some nice engaging simple bit of empowering knowledge that we can help set up a virtuous circle again where you you know you're back being positive with each other and and you know all the reasons why you had the family in the first place you know for love and 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 comfort and friendship and fun all of those things can start to right you know kind of rear up again yeah going through the scenarios i thought they were excellent it's almost like a you know, thinking back to my childhood, the old choose your own adventure style, but it teaches really good things in there, like, you know, positive reinforcement and physical affection and, and quality time and, and even timeouts. It's also great within those things is particularly teaching sort of thinking about, uh, you know, male, female parents is that, you know, the man can't just sit in the background anymore. He needs to play a conscious role in the family and really think about, uh, what he's doing and what he needs to do. And like you said, he can't just be going, this is too hard, I'm going to stay at work. Yes, exactly. I mean, you can parent on your own. So for all those single parents that may be listening, you know, you can do this on your own, of course, and you can do the program on your own. But if you're in a team, you're really working as a team positively has such huge benefits. Mm. And if, if you're at loggerheads with each other, it, it's exhausting and it just makes it worse. And the kids, of course, they learn to play that split up. Yeah. You know, Dad said this, Mum said that sort of thing. So that's we don't want that happening. Divide and conquer. Yeah, they will. They go, I know Mum's not going to give me this. I've been on her. Dad will do it. So you know, they they want something. They go to Mum. They want something else. They go to Dad. You can see that from a young age almost as well. Like I've seen similar things happen just with my, like I said, my one year old doing doing similar things like that. He's really starting to put those pieces together. Talking, you know, it's very much, you know, based on parenting and for the for the dads and and the mums, as we've mentioned. But this also must have a really positive impact on the children. You know, having like we've said, parents on the same page is obviously great stability uh, for stability in the home. Um, but kids also need to know proper boundaries. You know, we all do. You know, good boundaries is whether you're a kid or an adult can help massively with your mental health. So learning them young should really help set you up for life. Is that a, a kind of side effect of the program or is it is it another focus of it? 
Well, it's interesting, Ben, that, that, that really that was the major aim of these programs in the first instance was to help the children become, you know, regulated and happy and and so on. You know, the because a, a child that's dysregulated and out of control is generally very, very unhappy child. Yeah. And learning how to regulate your emotions, to be able to engage with people in a way that brings happiness and success to yourself and all that makes you a really happy person. So these programs were originally designed to improve child mental health. And that's where most of the evidence comes from is originally was that these programs have a a quite a very positive benefit on children's development and children's emotional and behavioural competence and so on. And the parents were seen originally as just the vehicle by which we could get the children to show improvements. But the data that we've collected and people all around the world shows that when you run these programs for the sake of child mental health, you actually get improvements in the parents' mental health because they feel more in control and more competent and happier and so on. Mm -hmm. So you talk about a lot of uh, research. So there's obviously a lot that's been done around the world as, as, as part of this. Actually, Family Man was adapted from a program called Parent Works designed by yourself at, at the University of Sydney. That, that's right, isn't it? Yes, and Parent Works goes back before that. It was to the the Dads and Whores Behavioural Family Intervention Program. Okay. And then before that, it was Triple P, which is a worldwide parenting program. All of these programs are very connected and all run on pretty much the same uh, set of core principles. And we all share the evidence that we collect all around the world about what makes them work, when don't they work, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about 50, 60 years of research now in these programs. Yeah, well, that's, that's a great deal of research. That's, that's an excellent sort of backdrop for this. I have to ask, is there a, a difference between boys and girls as part of this, as part of your research that you see coming up? Uh, that's a very good question. Now, the principles that these programs are designed on apply equally well to girls, to boys, kids with healthy development, kids with behaviour problems and so on. They really have been shown to be very robust across across different sorts of children. Now, interestingly, if you're going to be the, you know, the kind of best possible parent you can be, then, of course, you always want to be adapting your parents for a particular, the particular child. You know, so if you've got a, a really sensitive child, you may need to tone down the voice and, and so on. If you're, you know, monstrously active and very hard to get their attention, you may need to step up more. But the principles underlying them about focusing on the positive, catching the children when they're behaving well, using very, very calm, predictable discipline that the kid is, understands, what to do when they're out in the, in the uh, community and so on. All of these principles apply really equally across boys and girls and, and all other variations in the demographics of children. Yeah, okay, that's, that's interesting. Are there things that we can do before these behaviours come in and, and we, we're adapting these skills to them? I know that might be a bit counterintuitive here, but, uh, it, you know, it's uh, from what I understand, it's, it's sometimes when kids are throwing tantrums or they're, um, you know, displaying that kind of behaviour, it's, it's 
about an unmet need to some degree. So is there other things we can be doing there before that? Yeah, that's a fabulous question. It's very interesting that the parenting skills that are included in these programs were originally designed for children with quite severe behaviour problems, but they apply and they work equally well with children who are actually quite healthy. And so I would say to people, you know, do the program before you have problems. Or if your kids are pretty well behaved and, you know, it's all okay, do it anyway. Because these techniques for engaging and using calm, predictable discipline and all that are very, very good for helping kids learn to regulate their emotions and so on. And it's, you know, they're not just for kids with major problems. So we often use them in a preventative way. And there's lots of evidence now showing that parents that develop these skills before their kids get behaviour problems are less likely to see them emerge. Okay, excellent. That's good to know. And it's it's so interesting. Like I always find it interesting. You know, it's it, you know, procreating is is part of the human experience. And sometimes it feels like I know it has for me. It's like sometimes it feels like society has gotten the way of these processes a little bit. You know, and it's love and affection that really for me, like from what I've got of this, is is at the core of this because you know, like I was saying, that's you know, societal pressures of you know both parents having to work and and needing to sort of prioritize themselves to get sleep and things like that. Um, you know, causes us to, you, you know, approach parenting in a different way. But it really does feel like those sort of innate, you know, like I said, uh, love and affection really sit at the core of this. Yeah, good on you. That's that's what I'd say too. Again, you know, I tend to come from the perspective of families that have, you know, lost control and so on yeah, like that. Yeah. And those families, you know, are no longer experiencing the joy of their children the the joy of the family and so on it's it's a like you said they're just overwhelmed with getting everything done yeah. getting the kids uh, off to school getting them doing their homework getting them to bed you know etc and part of the program and it's module one in in family man is just about taking the time to notice the little things the little positive things again and connecting with the kids on those and and I reckon you've summed that up really nicely Ben that at the heart of that is things to do with love and affection and joy and and taking the time to say you know my little boy just reached out and spoke to me in a nice voice okay you know that's not a huge thing he didn't land on Mars or anything but that's beautiful and he's my little boy and I'm going to join with him and let him know that that's fabulous and spend time with him and so on like that. So finding joy in those little simple things like kids speaking in a nice voice, following an instruction, playing without fighting, all of those little things uh, are worth noticing and are worth celebrating. And as soon as the, the, the behaviour problems get too overwhelming, you stop noticing those little things. And then, of course, the child learns, well, they're not worth doing. Yeah, it really is. And like, you know, I've seen it myself. It, 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 you know, it, it's so easy to just kind of get distracted and, and forget those things. But I think uh, for me, I know when I've, you know, really sort of 
ensure that I'm present because you know even even for things when you you know you're feeding the kids and you're sitting there and feeding them it's so easy to pick up your phone and go oh, okay I've got to do this I can surely I can multitask here and and do this but I've found that you know my son is much more responsive and calm when I am fully present with him yeah. so whether that's you know playing or whether it's feeding him breakfast you know it it just seems to be absolutely beneficial yeah it's very interesting, isn't it? And kids, of course, copy what we do. One of the most uh, charming experiences I've had doing this work is where parents have made a commitment that they're going to actually follow an instruction or two of their children every day. And it's very interesting. If you watch yourself, when you get into a busy space, Kids are often, they're always asking us stuff. Can we do this? Will you do that? You know, da, 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 da. And most of the time we're going, no, I can't, no, (laughs) no, no. And it's very interesting if you say, you know what? Yeah, I can stop. I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to do that with you. Yeah. And if you actually cooperate with some of their requests and some of their instructions, if you like, they actually are more likely to follow yours and, and imitate that. And same if you kind of reach out and are positive and praise them and celebrate them. There's nothing, you know, more charming than a child coming up and congratulating you and praising you for something you've done. <laughs> and yeah. it really is a, a very heartwarming moment. Yeah, and I think that's great. That's what, uh, like, I definitely go into the videos. That's some of the, uh, you know, the, the great lessons for me and the, and. Um, what I got a lot out of was was that sort of positive reinforcement, and the, uh, it was good to good to know that I was doing some of the right things already, which is great. In the videos there, and look, Movember is a global organisation. It's in the UK. It's in it's in the states. It's here. And some of the dads have you know different accents, you know, Australian accent, American accent, English accent. So, is the plan for this for this course to be to be rolled out uh, internationally? Yeah, they're pretty robust against cultural differences. These programs are pretty effective uh, no matter where you roll them out. And Movember has done this one uh, with a deliberate plan to go through the Americas and Europe and so on, and I hope they take it further after that. But, yes, so they're being very careful to try and, you know, have a good sampling of various accents and so on. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's look like I said. These things, learning, and you said they reinforce that that they're they're universal. So if we can, you know, make these shifts globally, and more and more people pick them up, then that's that's fantastic. Thanks so much for your time, Professor. I know you're a really busy man, and we really do appreciate you coming on to to talk about family man and parenting in in general. One quick final question that we ask of all our guests, and that is, if there's one thing our listeners could do today to improve their mental health. What would that be? Oh, gee, so many answers flood into my mind. But given what we're talking about, I'm going to stick with the parent advice just for those that are in a, a family with parenting situation. And I'm going to say find some joy in something that your children or your partner does tonight. Instead of thinking about, oh, that, that annoys me, that gives me the shits or whatever like that, think, what have they done that's, that I can get some joy out of and go to them and give them a cuddle and tell them that you love that and that makes you feel happy? 
Fantastic advice. That's fantastic advice. I know we've, uh, my wife and I have tried to try to do that when we can, when we're not, when we're not tired and exhausted, we, we try to remind ourselves of, of that, uh, of doing that and even sort of, you know, saying to each other uh, each night, three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Gratitude's a wonderful thing, isn't it, Ben? Oh, beautiful. I mean, it, it can change your entire outlook very quickly. Uh, because you know, if you're living in this country, you've got a lot to be grateful for in in the first place. You know, there's other there's other countries that have it a lot worse off than we do. So there's a lot you can find very quickly to be grateful for. Professor Dads, thank you again for chatting. I've certainly taken a great deal from it. So thanks again for for joining us. My pleasure, Ben. Bye bye. What a great chat. Professor Dads has a real passion for helping parents and children navigate life together with a little more ease, and that really shone through here. Movember does such great work to help men around the globe, and I think this initiative is another great example of that. You can find out all about Family Man at familyman.movember.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Mental is an In Your Ears podcast, presented and produced by Ben Jenkins. Produced and edited by Charles Amsden. With opening music by Nick Kingswell and closing music by Night Radio. For more information on this and other podcasts, check out the Inurias Podcasts Facebook page. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and spread the word. And if you or anyone you know needs help, call Lifeline on 13114.